Well, hello. Thank you, uh, Sean, and particularly JJ for your authenticity and helping us as we start conversations um, to be able to learn more about our, our diversity and how that is for some. And uh, we're going to be picking some themes of, of what has been said there up later, even in this message today. Um, I want to frame today's message around two prophetic words. And uh, God has blessed us. Um, we wanted to be a blessing this year because he has blessed us um, so richly. And one of the ways he's blessed us is by our cultural diversity, by the many nations that are represented um, here in Citygate. And uh, it's um, a great thing to, to behold. And many years ago, there was a word spoken over our church um, back then about being the perfect blend, that there was a sense that we would gather people who would come together from all different sorts of backgrounds, and as they come, we would produce the perfect blend, like a, a rich coffee, like um, an exquisite kind of grinding of beans um, that produce a, a beautiful taste so that people would see it, a beautiful aroma that would be strong, um, in its differences, but also be beautiful um, to those who looked on. And the incredible thing is that God has done that. He has brought that to pass. When that word was spoken, it, we weren't as diverse as we are now. And so we can rejoice in, in that. We now have 30 nations, uh, more than that, actually represented here in our Citygate family, which is amazing. And we can thank God for that. Many of them have taken part in this morning and uh, many could have actually stayed within their own people groups, but they've chosen to be here um, in Citygate. They must too have a heart for um, cultural diversity. And I'm so grateful that they, they have, that they've chosen to make Citygate um, their home. I've counted that as a privilege. So so thank you to, to those who of you who are from different nations. And it's, it's you who help us uh, make up this great flavour that God has brought about in our community. If I'm honest, um, I did wonder whether we should be doing this right now in terms of celebrating our diversity. Would it feel token? Would um, it be because, well, we're hearing a lot on the news about this whole thing. Maybe this is just their way of responding. Um, but... This had been planned for some time, even last year, we were looking at the church and, and wanting to, to celebrate what God had done and uh, way before anything hit the news. Um, and we'd also thought this actually isn't token. This is about what God has done amongst us. And uh, it's, a, it's a really great thing. And actually what we're doing today is probably one of the best responses um, to what we have seen on the news in recent weeks. And um, that actually God has brought many different people together here um, in one uh, community, demonstrating unity together, um, a multi-ethnic and multi-diverse church. And uh, that's incredible. And so thank you to Jesus. <laughs> Let me help you if you are struggling um, why we are better this way. Um, I believe we are very genuinely. Um, there is more beauty in our difference than there is in our uniformity. And diversity doesn't necessarily mean equality, as JJ helped us 
uh, and other conversations have helped us to understand. But, you know, our unity can be displayed more when there are differences um, among us. So here's a few things that might help you, you know. Firstly, every church should represent its surroundings. The kind of makeup of the people in the church should be reflective of the people in that community. And I'm so pleased to say that Citygate is, as you walk down the street in Bournemouth, you'll see people from many nations. Uh, you'll hear many different languages. And uh, the great news is that those are represented here um, in Citygate. Secondly, it reflects God's heart. You see, God is a diverse God. You only have to look at creation to know that. But also he made us different. God loves diversity. Um, it's the way he made us. And incredibly, though he made us different, he also made a way for us to come together as one. In Ephesians 2, we can read this whole passage of scripture about us um, being dead in our sins without Christ and God raising us to life in Christ. And uh, there's goes on to say about the Jew and the Gentile um, being separate, if you like, different. Um, the Jew had God and the Gentiles were outside and they were only able to be brought near by the blood that was shed of Jesus Christ on the cross. And verse 14, 15, we read that um, he himself, Jesus, is our peace, that, that he has made the two groups, these two groups, he's made them one. And he's destroyed the wall that was between them, the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility through Christ so that they can come together as one in him. And that was his purpose. It goes on to say that it was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. It's a wonderful um, description of the gospel and how it reconciles all people from every different place and nation together under one unifying thing, that is Jesus Christ. And lastly, it is an incredible example of the kingdom. It's a witness to the world. You see, if that's how it starts in Ephesians and how we can come together, all nations, then let me point to you how it ends. In Revelation 7, John is standing there looking into heaven and he says, There I saw before me a great multitude that no one could count from every tribe, every nation, sorry, every tribe, every people, and every language that were represented there standing before the throne and before the Lamb. This is the end of the story. So many people from so many different nations have come to know Christ. And I think that what we have here will is a witness. It's part of our mission to uh, those around us across this bay as we demonstrate difference in unity um, because of what Christ has done. That this could not happen anywhere else and doesn't yet, but the church because of what Jesus has done in our lives. Well, with those things in mind, I want to bring you this second word that I felt God speak to me. He spoke to me on my sabbatical 2017. Uh, we were in Italy, uh, visiting some friends and having a holiday. And uh, we we're near a place called Pescara and at a campsite. And on that campsite, they had a swimming pool. And on one of the days, I was just looking over at this swimming pool and I, I felt God speak to me. 
uh, there's a photo come up on your screen. Here's, here's the image that I was looking at. And I felt God say that, that you know, the pool is like the oasis um, of the campsite. It's like the central and focal point. And people go there for refreshing. People go there for community. People go there for fun and uh, to spend time and to be enriched and engaged in what's happening there. And around this campsite, there are flagpoles. Around this pool, there were flagpoles. And on these flagpoles were different uh, flags of the nations, different nations represented there. And I felt God say that if we are to honour those that are from different nations amongst us, if we are to give them worth and dignity and and, and position and uh, influence and voice, uh, then they will be the ones that will be seen from far off and actually attract many, many more people to come to this oasis, the kind of pool of God's love, to be able to meet Christ and to, to be part of this great experience uh, together. So I felt God speak to me, and I guess if that's uh, the case, that there's more for us in this whole area, um, then there might be some things we need to to, to kind of think about. And uh, the first one for me is to kind of take prophetic words like this um, a bit more seriously, actually. I've got to admit that I put that on the back burner and I thought, well, that's good. And I was only reminded of it when my wife, coincidentally, about two weeks ago, had done a 2017 kind of photo montage. And I was, I was flicking through the finished product. I saw this photo again and I just got this rise in my heart of something that this needs to be spoken into. We need to pray into this. It needs to come out into the open um, so that we might see more of what God has spoken um, in our day. Well, secondly, we, we should celebrate. It's entirely appropriate, but not just corporately like this, but individually. Whenever you see um, cultural diversity um, displayed or worked out in church life, you know, it, it has an incredible enriching impact and it, 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 it brings us a great flavour. And the nations too, those from different nations can help us in this flavour, in their worship, in their the way they might preach or pray or the way that they do food and community so well. We've got things to learn that we can be enriched by as we include them closer and more involved in what we do. The last one, perhaps most important one, is to listen and understand, um, take time with those from a different background, different cultural background, that, that we would actually make genuine friendships with these people, just as Sean and JJ were demonstrating and we're each doing as a team. You know, those um, conversations are what will mark this series. And actually, they'll be the things that will help us as we seek to lead through on this um, it, more effectively to be able to reflect God's plan for us in this area. I've been on a journey, as many of you have, in this whole kind of area and I really do now want to build genuine friendships um, to understand more of the differences that we have amongst us and to be able to include them and honour them as Christ has done so to me to um, invite you I want to invite you on this journey as well that we would not just assume um, cultural differences but we would get down beneath the surface to get to understand people's backgrounds and 
how how they are, <laughs> what the challenges they face, what it means to to be in this nation, or or even how do they feel as part of Citygate? Yes, the positive stuff, but also the other stuff as well is just perhaps more important. You know, we're going to be um, continuing to do that, and as I've done that on a personal basis, I've understood that these issues are far deeper and broader than just cultural diversity of just different nations. The issues of racism and injustice and the breakdown of trust that can so often come with those things um, to which the church must stand against. And uh, we must point and display uh, people to a a better story, a a different story, as I've articulated in the the gospel. And we're going to spend some time over the next two weeks um, to keep learning and to help each other on this journey together. God's done a great thing is just the start. As we build authentic relationships that honour two of our culture words um, in this area, promote everyone from every nation and every people group, and actually all other aspects of diversity too, so that they feel like they can belong here in Citygate, not just attend or sit on a seat. Ben Lindsay, in his excellent book, We Need to Talk About Race, um, he says this, he says, accessibility is getting into the building, diversity is getting invited to the table, inclusion is having a voice at the table, belonging is having your voice heard at the table. Friends, Citygate, we are going for belonging. (laughs) that as we do so, we may see many attracted to Christ, that they too might dive into the pool of his love and encounter him for themselves. God's changing us. He's doing something amongst us. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. We're going to hear from David Strickland now. He's going to pray for us, read a scripture, and then we're going to sing uh, Ancient of Days, as we do. Can I ask you if you are able, why don't you stand? Why don't you rejoice in God for what he has done and allow him to change your heart for what he wants to do in the future as we seek him to do all that he wants to do through us in this area of cultural diversity. Bless you.